Frank. Frank, come on, man. Can I Be Frank is all about capturing real, authentic, unedited conversation. Hi, uh, welcome to episode 15 of Can I Be Frank. Um, in this episode I talk to Emmett Savage, he's the CEO of a company called Rubicoin. Rubicoin is all about getting um, the world uh, people um, to invest successfully in shares. Sounds like it's a pitch for, uh, I'm pitching something I'm not. I just find it really, really interesting. He, Emmett is a really, really good methodology for um, buying shares and makes it accessible for really anybody, demystifies um, it. So if you were at all interested in, if you were ever interested in the idea of owning shares in a company, then I think you might find this interesting. The um, reason I'm talking here at the start is because I lost the first 20 minutes of the footage and um, but still an hour or 50 minutes of footage left is a few editing problems and technical things but anyway the end result is a good piece and I it's all about buying shares and I think that you may find it interesting all right thank you enjoy tipping point is this yeah yet? yeah so you've uh, yeah. definitely done your 10,000 hours yeah. in terms of stock yeah. and in research because it's, it, practice, it's, yeah. it's, it's not it's it's it is fair to say it's a bit of an obsession, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, what do you is. mean you start a company on it? Anyway, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, it is. It is. But yeah. before that, it was an obsession. Yeah. It's fair to well, say. it's it's it was a hobby that grew bigger and bigger. Yeah. And it was almost like it grew bigger than my day job. I mean, I graduated college uh, in '96 as a physicist, so it's mm. not exactly, um, or I should say, a degree in physics. It's a complete. Uh, misnomer say I was a physicist I had a degree in physics and yeah. I therefore applied Sounds myself good, yeah. yeah no exactly <laughs> but uh, I was never a physicist but um, hmm. the uh, I applied my skills in the way that I was geared up to do and I went into a technical job and I had a very nice career in in a technical space but in fact it felt like you know it really shouldn't be here hmm. and, and um, just that hobby got bigger and bigger and I read more and more on stock investing and, hmm. and I never had let's say I never went to college to study uh, stock investing um, I, I went back to study finance for a while but the, I guess the thing I studied formally that was most beneficial was strategy and business strategy because mm. really that informs you know how to go and find great stocks mm. but I, I am fully aware that the majority of people 99.9% of the world don't want to become an enthusiastic um, follower of businesses yeah. and, and 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 what they need is someone who are like kind of proven advice and and you mentioned that a lot of people say look that's a job for somebody else or a financial advisor but nobody absolutely nobody will look after your finances better than you or at least care for them in the same way as you the way like no one should care more about your health than you than you you know yeah. you can go to somebody and they can give you advice and guidance on how to be a healthier you mm. but you've got to do it but but also there's this there's definitely a view that this, this the stock market is there's it's a gamble yeah and oh the stocks will go up and go down yeah. and maybe talk about that because that is sure. the, the typical impression is oh i mean i need to be making money within a couple of weeks here or, oh yeah you know I, that's I, the, I as the they say returns. the rock you'll perish on that's that's um unfortunately um what you experience in your first few weeks and months will likely set your opinion which is completely short-term bias it's it's deciding you it's rushing to a set of conclusions based on a minutia of detail okay so to kind of just get academic for just one minute there's an econ um, a nobel prize winning economist called robert schiller mm. and he took um a very detailed look at how the stock market has actually performed over the very long term mm. so the data i think goes back to 1847 right so we're talking about uh, I, I might was 18 something anyway mm. and um there's there's a fabulous piece of research published on github which is a, 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 a geeky site for for hosting data but basically right. um it looks at what are, is the mathematical probability mm. of losing money on the stock market if you go long and since 1847 if you buy and hold shares 
in um, a basket of shares. For the moment, we'll just call it the S&P 500, which is like 500 shares. The probability of losing money after 25 years is zero mm. in 170 years of data. Absolutely improbable. Um, sorry, zero probability. Uh, if you bring it to 20 years, the probability is a very small fraction of 1%. And as you bring it closer to now, your probability increases of losing money. But yeah. what the piece basically proves is that if you buy and hold a diversified portfolio of stocks mm. and just sit on it for multiple years, hopefully two decades, you will make money. Mm. And I know that's a very long time, but you know what? For a 20-year-old, for you and me, mm. to say to a 20-year-old, buy shares and hold it to your 40, you know, it sounds like a pretty reasonable pitch. Yeah. You know, it's like you'd be 40 in no time at all. Well, uh, um, it, but even if you're like 43, yeah. uh, 42 or whatever, uh, starting mm. and having something for 20 years, yeah. you still have a good chance of making Oh, well, you yeah. actually mathematically have an almost certain chance. So, like, I mean, yeah. the worst, well, not the worst, one of the bad things can happen is you happen to buy, you know, five stocks you fancy the day before a correction, a recession, or even worse, a depression. Like yeah. Each of those terms has its own definition. But in other words, you buy some stocks and then the downturn begins the next day. Mm. And then six months later, you're looking at a folio that's down 40% in value mm. and you don't feel too good about it. Mm. You think, I shouldn't have done it. Bad timing. This is my luck. And you basically start to a dialogue in your own mind about why this happened. And, and when in fact, you need to kind of go up to helicopter level and realize that the stock market is like a weather system. Mm. You know, you could have a very long, dry summer and the grass is yellow and the crops are dying. Yeah. But virtually anyone in that situation knows that someday rain will come. Yeah. And rain uh, will always come in the stock market. It will downturn eventually. Yeah. And that too has been studied to nth level of detail. And, mm. and, but you have to realize when the rain goes, there are more sunnier days yeah. than wet days. Um, okay. So you know, when we were talking before the whole thing stopped for us, what we were, what we were saying with this idea that well, what I'd like to get into as well is this idea that um, uh, you, one thing buying shares or financial services can be complicated, mm. but another thing for the average, you were saying it for a 20 year old, but even for people in the 30s, 40s, it's still, if you haven't done it, it's still quite, it's still, uh, that's for somebody else, that's mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. wealthy people mm -hmm. who have money to throw away, yeah. as opposed to. Yeah you know a way to build money yeah. over a period yeah. of time like how yeah. do you when you meet somebody who's never bought it yeah. doesn't have, have still spends a lot of money on crap uh, and they still have some mm. disposable income how do you yeah. kind of convince them that it's worth doing yeah well it's funny because when we set up rubycoin we said we are going to speak to um somebody in their early 20s with the means and willingness to invest and and what we found was that you can decide i think you've decided who your target market is mm. but the market will tell you who yeah. your target is okay. um and it feels or not feels we have it on data now it's very difficult to get someone before the age of 28 truly interested mm. they're too busy having a good time i mean yeah. and that's only natural it's like i'm out of college i'm paying down my college debt i'm now earning some money mm. um i'll worry about that you know you're feeling like you're in your 20s mm -hmm. and that's um so the majority of people who kind of wake up and what i mean by wake up is start to take an interest and realize this life ain't so long yeah. um are usually around 30. so mm -hmm. you know um i feel i can very i personally can do a very good job at pitching investing to a young person let's say a 20 year old mm -hmm. um but when they if without kind of an external influence of a voice or a mentor it kind of happens naturally at around the age of 30. so it's a yeah. it's a stage of life thing as well and it's a shame as well because those critical 10 years between let's say the age of 21 and 31 can entirely augment your future wealth. I mean, the yeah. best stocks that I own today were ones I bought in my 20s and managed to have the temperament not to sell. Yeah. And, um, and it really wasn't much money's worth, as I said to you, like with Dell. It, was, uh, it wasn't really about the volume of cash invested. Mm -hmm. The time advantage was huge. Mm. Yeah, okay. I mean, time. There's only a, a limited number of resources in all our lives, and cash and time are two of them. Mm -hmm. um, and you can take a reasonable stab at 
predicting how much cash you'll have in the year ahead or make or earn in the year ahead. Yeah. But nobody knows how much time they've left. So the sooner you start, the better. Um, I, and, and, and sorry, I'm going on with my answer here, but one of the things that you can overcome uh, for a new investor with is getting to buy something they believe in. Mm. So whether that's Tesla or whether that's uh, Lululemon or whether you know that's um, one of the giant brands that we have in, 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 our, in our showroom, and invest by Rubicon, it's a good start because at least then you connect with so you, what you're kind of saying as well is it's it's you, you um what you've always said is because it's a patience game it's kind of like it's mm. not in like a partner in yeah. life or yeah yeah or the dog you know <laughs> yeah for christmas uh, get one that's gonna suit you yeah, and one that you like or you aspire yeah. to or that you kind of just feel good about owning and absolutely. shares and yeah absolutely okay. and the thing is it's not a distinct activity investing begins with buying your first stock mm. and you'll get daily uh, hourly or indeed by the minute feedback on how you're doing so mm. there, you, you know there's part of your brain and this is hardwired into all our brains that needs a flutter yeah and it was it's been comprehensively studied and documented there's a great book called your money and your brain which describes this need for us to feel that there's a very close end to something we've put our money down on yeah okay so you know like the bookies is obviously playing to that part of your brain yeah. where you walk in you slam down 20 bucks or euro and at a certain time in the future generally when the horse race ends you'll know if you won or lost mm. and that actually appeals to a part of the brain that long-term investing doesn't really work yeah. for so what you really have to try and do is integrate the two approaches of investing a little often mm. and adding to new positions and making new choices so it's a, it's kind of got this evolution so a portfolio is like um really is like starting with a field and knowing that by the time you're finished there's going to be a mansion on it mm. and slowly you're going to build this house of your dreams yeah. and you're going to start with the foundations which might be something like a giant brand like maybe um disney yeah. or amazon or facebook mm -hmm. or netflix and then you're going to start to layer more things on top of that folio so you can actually if you like gamify the pursuit that you've got um that kind of uh, that part of your brain that needs a flutter yeah um plus the foundations safety, safety yeah yeah okay very good mm. so but that does start to kind of you see because when you were describing the target or not the target market but the market seems to have come towards rubicon which i will definitely get to um but the, um mostly what happens is people get their money and they uh, stick it into a pension yeah and they don't yeah. think about it that's, that's correct and yeah. because i mean it's a pension for no matter what we try and uh, glamorize it it's still mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this thing that i have no interaction with yeah and i give it it's 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 it's, it's, it's almost death and taxes and <laughs> and pension it's almost that yeah 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 whereas the, the pursuit or investing in shares can be um, it can be exciting, but it obviously is oh, exciting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it is exciting. And, you know, it's um, every stock you buy and maybe eventually sell is a learning journey. Mm. So stock investing isn't purely about making or indeed losing money, which nobody wants, mm -hmm. but it's also about yourself develop, developing yourself, mm -hmm. understanding the temperament of others, understanding the temperament of the world and understanding businesses mm. and, and I mean a lot of people roll their eyeballs and go I have no interest in that mm. but you'd be surprised actually because it, you, we're not trying to load people up to become academics in all those areas yeah. but it's that you by just doing it you cannot avoid starting to learn more about yourself others the market and business yeah. and it just happens one drop at a time it's like you have to fill a whole bath one drop at a time mm -hmm. and it will eventually happen if there's a drip going in there yeah. so like by owning your own portfolio you are widening your mind to the world and the world we operate in mm -hmm. i mean there's so many stocks that i've owned over the years and the businesses i've owned over the years that before studying those businesses i didn't even know such an industry existed mm -hmm. like an example that springs to mind is a company called portfolio recovery associates a floated company in new york and it's um and its business is it buys bad debt mm -hmm. off banks for like five cent on the dollar okay. and recovers it from the bad people on the other side of seven cents on the dollar and right. they make a profit by recovering debt right. and i when I, I remember at the time i was probably about 25 when i read about portfolio recovery associates i was like even though such an industry existed yeah you know so there you by just kind of slowly dipping in and 
being handed stories, which is what in fact RubyCoin now does, we hand yeah. our user base case studies that are very readable. We're, mm. we're committed to no jargon, we're committed to simplicity, speed, you know, and these are the things that people value now. It's mm. like, you know, I just want to hear um, about a business in a way that I'll enjoy reading. Yeah, well, so obviously in your, in your time, um, you, were, you were doing investing in your own, you were building up your own wealth mm. and you were, you were realizing by talking to the average person that the average person just didn't know how yeah. to do this. And then yeah. you began to give courses. Yes, exactly. I'm going to lead yeah. you into Rubicon in yes. kind of a linear way, but yeah. that is what happened. You obviously wanted to. Yeah. This wasn't, the, I remember you were doing it part time, but this yeah. is the thing you were getting into people into a hotel room Entirely. and yeah. explaining Entirely. your rationale. Well, a couple of things happened there. The first was I realized that there was no nothing out there that I could find that explained everything you need. The, the pure bare facts. Yeah. Like what is a stock exchange? What is a share? Mm. How do I buy one? What is a broker? What is a good one? Like the easiest questions, the questions that a child asks are generally the best ones because yeah. it's first principles. And I, I couldn't find a book that or, or indeed anything that really brought you from zero to one in mm. a nice methodical way. I mm. mean, when you when you explain to somebody that a stock exchange is simply a supermarket for shares, they get it. There's, mm. no, there's very little more explanation required. And then yeah. you can further that explanation by saying, just as every country has its own supermarket or, or grocery store chain, every country has its own stock market. Mm. And um, then suddenly that kind of brings people's understanding on. You say, well, in New York, there's two big competing supermarkets for shares. There's the New York Stock Exchange and there, there's the NASDAQ and their mm. neighbors and their competitors. Yeah. And if you can't buy your shares in Ford in the NASDAQ, which you cannot, you buy them in the New York Stock Exchange. Okay. So people grasp that. Yeah. And then you say, well, the other thing is you can't just walk into a stock exchange. Mm -hmm. Someone else has to do it for you. And that's the role of a broker. And so I, first, I guess, I, I discovered that there are notice. There, there was nothing out there that I could find that brought you through a learning process very quickly. Mm. So as you said, I um, stuck an ad in the paper in the Irish Times and in the Engineer's Journal. And... Yeah. Um, I actually, the Engineer's Journal was of the, the rationale, the, the rationale, the, there was the uh, highest number of people who understood numbers subscribed to that paper. But okay, <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. I filled a room in a hotel, as you know, and, um, and also most people realize by teaching something, you're, you're forced to learn it yourself mm. correctly. Yeah. Because you don't impart anything that's wrong. Yeah. So when I actually hadn't, I didn't have a deck, as they say, or a storyboard ready, but I wanted this deadline to be able to force myself to bring people through a zero to one journey. Yeah, okay. And, and, uh, and just as you say, we, we both played a guitar. If, we, if somebody arrived here now uh, to learn guitar, for me, there was first thing I'd say, it's a shame, really. But, <laughs> you know, there's so much opportunity out there to learn well. But nonetheless, yeah. you or I would both want to make sure we're teaching that person. Yeah, I won't right. be able to teach them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I never got lessons. Going well, that's true. So the thing is like by, you know, you learn by teaching. So yeah. fill the room in a hotel full of people. Um, mm. And the promise was you don't pay unless you're absolutely 100% satisfied. Okay. That I've delivered on my promise, which is um, you'll have learned everything you need to know to open and start a successful stock portfolio. Okay. And from those early days, the first thing that happened was uh, everyone paid, uh, which at least was some yeah. kind of indication yeah. that people were reasonably happy. Nice uh, guarantee as well, put in there on something that you were offering. You this know, is true, nice exactly. marketing always, yeah, this money is true, back exactly. guarantee. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh, but wait, steal. there's more. Yeah, <laughs> Sign yeah, up yeah. before midday. <laughs> no, but um, so we, we also had, um, and I'm pluralizing, pluralizing it because John Tyrrell, my co-founder, of Rubycoin was always with me on, on these journeys. And, okay. and uh, I think he'd be happy to admit I'm the passionate investor who studied relentlessly. And, yeah. and he's the one who's very good at building businesses and teams and, and so forth. So two of us uh, started to learn a little bit about the, the marketing of a course. Yeah. And I really was before Ireland went into a recession, which I think was 06 or thereabouts. Mm. And word of mouth referral was huge. I mean, from the first 20 people who attended that course, I think I received around 100 people, 100 emails yeah. afterwards looking for a follow-up mm. from friends and family who were recommended. And what I did in that time was start to build a small but very tight network of people in this city mm. who had a shared interest. 
And that network has proven to be one of the most valuable things mm. I've done, believe it or not. It was this kind of halo effect from a product that kind of allowed me to learn how to teach, make a few bob, um, which actually all went to charity because I didn't want my, my, my neighbours thinking I was profiteering from their pocket. But and then what do you mean? So the money that was made um, in all those courses gave it all to charity. Why was that? What, 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 are you, what were you worried about exactly? Well, actually, the fact was a lot of friends and family were signing up. Okay. And I, um, I really wasn't there specifically to, to profit here. Okay, so it was a kind learn. of a two-way sort of thing. You it was, yeah. yeah. Okay. And in fact, afterwards, I'd send around the, the, the donation receipt. And so people kind of felt better about it. I felt good about it. And, yeah, okay. You know, um, there was a kind of virtuous cycle there. I mean, I wasn't doing it for the money. I was doing it to learn how to teach, to express, you know, my passion on stock investing, mm. to build an network. And, and, and that's really was what was fulfilled. Okay, that's very cool. Um, and, but obviously... You had a very secure job in a big corporation, mm. and but your passion was still there, you know, working in the background, which was, yeah. you know, communicating about shares, buying shares continuously. Mm. Um, I'm tempted to take a sidetrack because probably around that time, <laughs> I, no, but I love the Netflix story because yeah. it was around the recession time, mm -hmm. mm. and uh, where like the average person because the shares were plummeting, mm. the average person runs, mm. I would have run for the hills yeah. in anything like that. Any, uh, even advising my mother back at the time, I remember saying, you know, get all your money into cash, get everything, yeah. rah, 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 be yeah. really careful, yeah. run for the hills, safe, yeah. safe, safe. Yeah. You didn't do that. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can, I'd love to think of big heroic kind of um, analogies to say the hero always runs in the opposite direction of the crowd yeah. in an emergency. Um, and it's, I suppose, it's in part true because value, like synthetic value, stocks go into super cheap territory when everyone's selling them mm. irrationally. And, and um, I'm not saying that every time I'm an expert in it, but when I see a big sell-off, the last thing I do is sell. Mm. Um, simply because um, you have to gather your thoughts and see where, in fact, quality businesses are still quality mm. 10 days into a recession or 10 days into a depression. Um, so the recession, we'd say uh, 2006, uh, 2007, 2008, I would have been running for the hills. Yeah, yeah, and in fact most people were. And yeah. it's, it's also because people don't really know where the source of the problem is or how long it will last. I mean, mm. uh, economists after a recession find it hard to agree even why it occurred, let yeah. alone trying to predict when it's going to occur. So mm. the one thing that, you know, when a correction or a recession or a depression arrives, you don't really know it's happening until a few days, weeks or months in. Yeah, okay. And then you're starting to work with broken information and rumor and people who you trust, your network, your family, your friends are telling you, I'm doing X. And it starts to influence you because, mm. you know, these are the people who are your trusted voices your whole life. Yeah. And in fact, a, a kind of a, a, a shockwave goes through society yeah. on how to behave. But yeah. in fact, it mightn't be and usually isn't the right behavior, mm. especially in, in finance. You know, so um, it's interesting, like a case study that's topical at the moment is Bitcoin. Yeah. Now, most, everybody's buying it. Well, this but, is it. So, yeah. um like for me bitcoin is quite an interesting one because firstly it really feels like the earliest days of the internet um and i mentioned I was, my first time the first time i saw the internet was in college and mm. you know amazon wasn't born when i was in college um, yeah. so amazon the amazon of the cryptocurrency world may not have arrived yet mm. but just like the blockchain is the internet if you like and crypto uh, bitcoin is 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 a company, if you like, yeah, is a okay. currency that sits on top of the blockchain. We aren't further, far long enough yet to actually know who the Amazon is or will be, mm. or even if they're born yet. Yeah, and okay. in fact, but people are rushing in. There's a gold rush into Bitcoin. Yeah. And it might be, might be the right thing to do. I just simply just do not know. Yeah. So, you know, the fads will, bubbles will occur. They always will occur, whether it was tulips in Amsterdam in the 1700s or Bitcoin today. Yeah, and you see, you're not, uh, I'm going to just give this a little flick here, these two devices. Uh, Synchronize, is it? Yeah. 
But yes, that's interesting because like I look at the Bitcoin thing and I um, I think, well, it's like, you know, when when taxi when there was a couple of taxi drivers, when there was taxi drivers owning a couple of houses mm. back in the boom in Ireland, yeah. really yeah. should have been, you know, yeah. it's, hindsight's a great thing. But I think if everybody, like the crowd, is the crowd right, really? Yeah, it's ever. Very- it's funny that it's in life, like in life in general, is the crowd right? Is well, it? the world needs experts in certain areas. Yeah. So, like, if you needed, um, um, like a heart transplant, heaven forbid, mm. uh, you wouldn't want the average opinion of ten people if one of them was a surgeon, because yeah. you know the average is wrong. Mm-hmm. You just want the surgeon's opinion. Yeah. Or the surgeon to do it. Yes. The yeah. average in that specialist situation is wrong. The mm. <laughs> how do you make the incision? Yeah. All ten of us vote. It isn't going to be correct. Yeah. You, and the same. Um, That's so, a really interesting way to put it. Yeah, yeah. And like, so the average opinion in many cases is wrong. Mm. So selling when everyone else is selling stock isn't the right thing to do very, very often. Yeah. And the, but then the, the expert opinion, when it doesn't, you know, this idea is it's bias, self, or you, 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 the, the expert opinion, if the expert opinion is giving you something you don't want to hear, you, you probably won't listen to it either. Well, there's that too, but you know. <laughs> yeah, what can you do about what that? What can you do? You know, go to a dietitian or go to a, a gym instructor or a personal trainer, they're going to tell you, here's what you need to yeah, do. Yeah, you need to lose a few pounds. And then, you yeah. know, them to absolutely. So, you know, that's the thing. You just, you, you can either take the, uh, the opinion or not. And I guess what people, where people I think are most likely to respond mm. is down to beliefs. You yeah. know, it's down to your core beliefs. And, and as you mentioned earlier, like if you have a taxi driver who's advising you buy a, a property or it has a couple of houses or a hairdresser is telling you to, to buy an apartment in Bulgaria, there is something in there you realize, you know, this person isn't necessarily an expert mm-hmm. in property investing abroad. So therefore, it mightn't be good advice, you know. But, you, um, but your kind of approach really cuts through the ups and downs. It accepts the downs and mm. accepts the ups yeah. and gets carried away yeah. with neither. Yeah. Is that fair to say? That's and correct. with long term mm. being mm. the view. I mean, that's Absolutely. the singular message. It's patience, long term. But, but equally, and not cho- doing as much work as you can to choose great companies. Yeah. And that's where, that's where I suppose... Rubicoin has come to life. Um, it sounds like a pitch for Rubicoin, but mm. in a way, that's where it has come to life because people don't want to spend the time mm. looking for stocks and shares. Yeah. And you recognise that, and then, mm-hmm. obviously, way back when yeah. you had to plan. Is that fair yeah, to say? Absolutely. I mean, we're doing the heavy lifting, and every stock in Rubicoin's showroom is researched for forty hours before it goes in, mm-hmm. and then continuously watched thereafter. So all we say to people is, open the app. Find a brand you believe in mm-hmm. and buy a little bit of money's worth because if you believe in it, we believe in it too and we're mm-hmm. watching it. So yeah. we're doing that heavy lifting and, yeah. and um, it is entirely that. And it's, it's purely down to belief. Like So if you have a belief in a business in there, Disney, will Disney still be producing quality entertainment for the rest of my life? And do I want to own a little bit of that? Mm-hmm. If the answer is yes, buy it and yeah. stick with it through thick and thin. Okay, yeah, okay. And so Rubicoin, obviously, it's, this isn't a, um, I want to kind of get into the seeds of, the, of, of actually the process of starting a business, but we're today and what, there's been a million downloads of your app. Yeah, about, yeah, we just think it passed 1.1 million. Okay, 1.1 million, right. That's hugely impressive to hit that uh, milestone. Um, but let's go back in time to when... Uh, the idea of a million downloads mm, was, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yes, yeah. would have been spectacular. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I remember telling somebody once we'd hit 2,000 downloads and we, we kind of, uh, I remember running home to check if that in fact was the case and yeah. it was around 500. Okay. And in fact, I'm trying now to keep up with the number as we, you know, carve past it. So it's, it's, it's great. It's fabulous that we've um, a rolling snowball now. Yeah, well, I mean, it just shows that the product is good. But um, come back to you were in Vodafone. You um, had accumulated a huge amount of. Uh, well, we would say you've definitely had done your ten thousand hours by the time you set up the company in terms of knowledge and understanding and teaching it. But then it's a, it's a much bigger thing to leave a fixed safe 
job for mm. life yeah to go setting up a company yeah. to go jumping off the cliff yeah, can you can you remember the feelings and all that yeah well you know uh, i often say the most important thing in starting a business is a supportive um uh, i was going to say supportive other half whether mm. that's husband wife boyfriend girlfriend but the people around you yeah. are telling you you can do it and i was very fortunate that everyone who knew me knew that this was my life's pursuit mm. and that it would be wrong for me not to give it a shot. Yeah, and that okay. really was, everyone I spoke to said, you should do this. Okay. And it would be, and I, I, the conservative in me really was a little scared because mm. I had a great job and paid well and paid the bills. Yeah, safe. But it, was, yeah. it was safe, but it wasn't, you know, my core passion. Yeah, um, okay. Never would be. Um, you know, I... Um, Rubicoin is a, is a mission driven business you mm. know our mission is to get the world investing successfully yeah. and it's that last word successfully that absolutely has differentiated us mm. from every other offering out there yeah. you know um, because we are so enthused about what people can um, sorry uh, I'm, I'm just seeing the battery is going to go and I definitely want to get more information out of you so I'm yeah. going to just pause we're okay for time I think right. for you uh, yeah. if you want a quick check I'm good. I can see that battery is going to go on me so it's just lovely. And I'll put that there. It cuts out at 30 minutes. All right. That's why I have to stop. Uh-huh. Um, there's probably a hack for it, or there's a way more expensive camera. But I mean, I'm not going to do <laughs> either of those Diesel Jenny at the back plugged into your <laughs> camera. <laughs> um, so what were we saying? Can you remember what we were talking about? Um, uh, I think we're talking about entrepreneurism, setting it up, the people around you. And, yes, the support system that the you support had in place. System. I mean, yeah. like and this a, was your life's pursuit. Rubicon was, was a mission. Yeah, yeah, it was a mission. And people knew I was putting on courses, uh, if you like, in hotel rooms. Yeah. And that I was writing um, by night for a great business in the US called The Motley Fool. Mm-hmm. And that, in fact, my hobby was bigger than my career. And yeah. everyone around me... Um, told me and could see it and I could feel it and it was the fact that I think unanimously there wasn't a single person I met who said you shouldn't do that mm. you know and um, and it was in fact when my wife you know, said you know Emma you really got to do this yeah. and then my boss who is the CTO inside in, in Vodafone uh, said Emma we'll support you okay. uh, I kind of felt well I better give it a shot <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. well that's that's a, that's a nice way to put it actually I mean obviously yeah. that it was um but you still must have been, I mean, the fact you have investors in a business, mm. um, this is a lot bigger than just taking, well, yeah. obviously it's a lot, yeah. lot bigger than going yeah. into a hotel room yes. with people, it's, there's no risk in that. This is, yeah. now, how does, how does entrepreneurial life sit with you? you? So you've brought your passion into the world, how, yeah. how, you know, and you've, um, but how does it sit with you? At home? Well, I should have done it sooner, okay. because it is, in fact entirely in keeping with who I am okay and it fits perfectly with who I am mm. and it almost feels that I uh, everything I did until I started this was you know just paying the bills mm-hmm. um, which is great it's important to pay the bills yeah. and I'm very lucky to have a passion some people don't have a passion to the point where they can figure out how to make a business from it yeah but I'm fortunate enough to have a passion that can basically do something very good and very mm. positive for all stakeholders, whether it's the shareholders in Rubicoin or the customers of Rubicoin or indeed um, the whole uh, um, community in which we operate. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great to have that. So um, like I was, I was supported by the right people. I had a big ambition, have a big ambition. Mm. And I had, um, I guess, the, the systems around me in Dublin City to get going. But you must have come up against, despite all that support network, you still must have had to deal with your own personal doubts, fears, mm. yeah. worries, yeah. whatever. Yeah. How did you, was it just your support, support network was so good? Oh, uh, no, no, no. There were sleepless nights. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, yeah, there were, I mean, the, the, when you're our business at the moment so rubicoin is is unprofitable at the moment Mm -hmm. i mean we're spending more than we're making we're Mm -hmm. making money but we're spending it and that's the way 
of yeah. digital businesses, whether it's the giants of the world like Twitter and Facebook or whether it's any type of digital business has yes. to kind of, and that, um, you know, to have, if you go into a traditional business, like open a coffee shop, yeah. you'll know at the end of the week, you'll have X amount in the till mm -hmm. and Y has to come out of it and X has to be better than Y. And it's a yeah. very simple formula. I mean, yes. the formula, the same formula applies to us, but we need a, a runway to get the plane up to 40,000 feet. Yeah. We have 1.1 million downloads, as you said, we've 150,000 deeply engaged users of our product. People mm -hmm. are opening it every day. Um, and then the funnel continues down to those who are subscribed um, to our to our service. Yeah. Exactly. And um, and it really what we what keeps me or what woke me several times um, in the past was the capitalization, keeping the business going, keeping mm -hmm. money in the bank to get there. Um, yeah. And they're very real moments. And I, I, I remember a couple of years ago, um, about two summers ago, I woke at four in the morning, which seems to be the time at which one wakes when they have these type of things on their mind. Yeah. And I knew that the business basically needed to do another raise. And mm. I got up and I put on my tracksuit, decided to go uh, walk down the pier down the road. And um, as I was walking down the pier, um, the sun was coming up because we enjoy early sunrises here. And... Um, the, uh, I saw this vision of a man jogging towards me. Mm. And I said, God, he had a bandana on and a kind of um, a yellow T-shirt, like luminescent T-shirt and running toward back down off the pier. And I, as he ran past me, I said, good morning. And he said, good morning. And I realized it was Bobby Kerr from from uh, News Talk and yeah, yeah. other TV shows. And uh, entrepreneur, Bobby Kerr, and a very nice man, I might add. Then a few weeks later, um, the clouds parted an investor came forward, invest in RubyCoin. Uh, we were saved and I got a call from Bobby Kerr's team saying, do you want to come in for an interview yeah. on the radio? So I went in and I was sitting in, in the, the lobby of the radio station and he came along and he said, I know you. And I said, yeah. I said, um, you might remember me from the, the early morning walks mm. in, on Dunleary Pier. And he said, oh, he goes, were you bankrupt? Yeah, and I said, well, nearly. <laughs> And I said, I knew by your face. Oh, really? And I said, get Brick. <laughs> I mean, you could have been going to jump off now. I know that. But I mean, he could have said, oh, how are you doing? Like, is everything okay? Oh, no, he probably knew by, yeah. by the look. I was, uh, I was content, frankly. <laughs> uh, but um, uh, so I said, yeah. He, he said, oh, I knew that. You wouldn't be out walking at four in the morning unless there's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and uh, he said, look, I'm the insomnia coffee shop wasn't just called insomnia because <laughs> For no reason okay, at all. Geez. So so uh, it was funny just to kind of so there you know you, you wake in the night. I've certainly one wakes a night. I woke in the night. And, yeah. But I have to say, on balance, um, it's still it's so fulfilling. Like I mm. love it. Uh, it's yeah. uh, those type of moments of truth are are very real. Yeah. Okay. You don't wake in the middle of the night. Well, one shouldn't anyway if they're working for a hundred or two hundred billion dollar business mm. you know yeah sure people do and pressures are pushed on to individuals and giant businesses but mm. it's a different type of thing you know yeah. you'll still get paid at the end of the month and your and your colleagues will still get paid at the end of the month yeah 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 like exactly you don't have that stress or worry yeah yeah, yeah. um i i well, let's say we've around 10 minutes left i kind of want to get to it say but what would you say to somebody who goes right i've never bought a share but I like the idea of buying shares. Yeah. I just don't know what way to go about it. Entirely. Yeah. Well, you know, obviously I'm going to say we've developed... Yeah, I think that's totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we run. Um, I, I genuinely don't know any other business in the world that's developed the resources we've developed. Basically two apps. Yeah. One is called Learn. Mm -hmm. There's no registration. There's no cost. There's no ads. It's a beautiful, clean product to learn how to invest in shares. And, okay. and it is, in fact, the appification of those very early slides, if you like, that I pitched in right. you know, 12 years ago. Very good. It's evergreen content. It's based on the best learnings of the best investment masters that have ever lived, mm -hmm. but it's jargon-free. Yeah. And it explains what is a share, what is the stock market, why should I invest, what is a good company, how much should I invest. And we cover all those questions that an, uh, a new investor has in a very very simple way it's yeah. it's appified and therefore it's sound bites it's there's audio it's clean and you can tick off the things you've read or absorbed and find the things you need to learn so and, um, and like in a matter of hours probably in a matter of hours yeah, yeah you, i mean honestly you would take total 
two hours to consume the home lot, the whole lot. I mm. mean, um, uh, professors in Harvard University are using it to teach their classes. We have um, sixty to seventy thousand new users of the app every month, um, and it's the highest ranked financial app in the world in every country. Yeah. Uh, what I mean by that, in one hundred and forty countries, both on the Apple App Store and the Google Play Store, it is ranked number one for investing. And it's free. And it's free. It's Everything free. is free. No speed yeah. bumps. You don't even have to okay. tell us who you are. There's no email registration. And that's how committed we are to giving people the belief and momentum mm-hmm. that they need. Yeah. Okay. Second product, our flagship product is called Invest. Mm-hmm. And it takes all the principles of everything I've personally learned and all the principles of the greatest investing masters in the world and brought it to a single point, which is to present our users with what we call our showroom mm-hmm. of the 100 or thereabouts 90 stocks we believe are most investable and you know there's like around between the number varies but in the US just something like 7,000 listed stocks mm-hmm. and that's too many for the average uh, Joe or Jane on the street to uh, try and assimilate yeah. it's like walking into a restaurant and being handed a menu that's like a phone yeah, book nobody wants that you yeah. want to be told the 12 things that are good when you go into a restaurant similarly in our app we say these are the 90 stocks we've comprehensively researched and believe are the great place for you to invest your money yeah. um, the majority of which I own shares in um, mm-hmm. so I eat my own cooking I might add but the thing is you don't need for that person on the 50 to 100k salary they don't need to feel I need a grand or two or ten grand to start not at all yeah. you just get started that's the important okay. thing like the first day at the gym or the first day the first album you bought it's that kind of getting the, the momentum into this part of your life so start with 50 bucks if that's what feels right to you mm. and most people irrespective of their salary should be able to borrow away 50 bucks, 100 bucks or more for their future. Mm-hmm. And once you've, there's an incredible relationship that occurs once you've gone from zero to one. Mm-hmm. So you've gone through a journey and you've bought your $50 worth of Nike because you love their gear or in Under Armour because you love the gear or yeah. whatever. And now you know I am a stock investor. Yes. It's no longer this, this kind of thing. You are actually, this state of being occurs as it does in so many other uh, chapters of one's life. When you've eventually opened a brokerage account, which through our product to the entirely in through our Invest app, it's digital, it's all in-app, it's mm-hmm. clean, it's very well regulated. It's, it, 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 I mean, we, we have the highest quality product, investment product in the world, bar mm-hmm. nothing. And you can start with 50 bucks and buy 50 bucks worth of something you believe in. Mm-hmm. And in your own mind, um, you're there. You are now a stock investor. Right. Now, whether you've begun with 50 bucks or 1,000 or 50,000, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're no different to that other guy who might have started with a million. You both bought shares. And this idea of then buying something, uh, I remember you saying, like, you, you spend most, the majority, 90% of your time doing the research mm-hmm. on that, which yeah. actually Rubicon does. But then when you do that, and you do the, spend mm-hmm. the 50 quid or uh, whatever, 50 bucks, mm-hmm. uh, you tend to let it off then, don't you? Forget about it for a while. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because, um, you know... This is the patience. This the is stock the market game. is, uh, mathematically, it's a chaotic system. And what that means is that um, if, you take, um, if you take a leaf that falls from a tree, mm-hmm. um, most mathematicians can predict with the level of accuracy where that leaf will be a half a second after it's released from the branch. Yeah. They say it will be somewhere in that disc. Mm-hmm. And then they say after two, five seconds, it'll be somewhere in this cone. Mm-hmm. And then after 10 seconds, it will be somewhere in this cone. As for where we'll be in 20 minutes, um, they basically have to shine a <laughs> giant light down. Yeah, yeah. It gets less and less predictable. Stock market is actually the inverse, which is this, as soon as you buy, there's absolutely no idea if it will be up or down in the next minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but the longer you wait, the more predictable the results are unlike yeah. the leaf yes. that's fallen from the tree. Okay, it's, it's the opposite nudging. effect. Yeah. So you're actually now saying the longer you wait, the more certain you are mm-hmm. of great returns. Yeah. So the one, so what we do as a business is we make sure that people get going, 
diversify which is like we ideally would like people to own around 12 stocks in total mm -hmm. and it's a marathon it's not a sprint so you kind of um it's not that you buy 12 in day one it's just keep coming back mm -hmm. finding that next business you believe in maybe add some more money to one of the ones you bought already mm -hmm. and we help people on that journey okay yeah very good okay and um, it'd be rude of me not to ask given you do this on your tweets and things like that um give me I know you're going to say go to the app, and that's a given, right? But uh, right now, if I was to start, well, first of all, what's your favorite stock that you own? Okay, um, the favorite stock I own? That you own, personally, and that you're not going to get rid of for the next... Well, the, um, I'm probably not going to sell Netflix okay. ever, and right. I'm going to tell you why. Um, because capital gains tax in Ireland is broken. And I, See, we actually never touched on the point that though, I was going to say back in 2006 the one yeah. thing that you did when everybody else run for the hills did you you sold a car did you sell a car mm -hmm. yeah I did and to buy shares yeah. in Netflix because yeah. even though they were going down yeah. you believed in them that much yeah and in fact the, it, it, the story there really was that Netflix was a tiny company mm -hmm. definitely unheard of outside of the US and most people in the US it was it was a new brand yeah. and their business model was posting DVDs to your home yes. uh, and you turned them in a red envelope and you could as much as you wanted you know rotate these DVDs mm -hmm. it was uh, they're, I suppose they're often described as the guys who broke or shut down Blockbuster. Yeah, I only saw a little video on that by this guy. Anyway, go on. Yeah, bricks, it was the anti-bricks and mortar movement. And um, I thought the business model it hit upon was ingenious. Yeah. And it, it basically at a hunch level, I've thought it's impossible for this business to fail. Okay. How could... And like there was at that because of the convenience factor, the convenience factor, yeah. and they solved the problem, everyone. Yeah. yeah, and the problem that you would have experienced, Frank and I would have experienced, was late fees on a DVD. Yeah. Back to extra vision was just wrong. Mm. You felt it was it was immoral. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like so, uh, you were wasting money when you were doing that. This yeah. is true. Yeah, so yeah. like Netflix um, went out to to. Um, to disrupt that industry and did mm. a very good job at it. And in fact, I suppose without diving too deep into it, um, I had learned from looking at Dell back in 1990, or studying it, the attributes I had in 1990, could see all those attributes were present in Netflix today. Yeah. And, you know, there's, so rather than, you know, so Dell went up around 1,600 fold in the 10 years from 1990 uh, to 1999. Yeah, well, uh, So a $2,000 investment into Dell shares on the 1st of January 1990 would have turned to $3.2 million by the last day of 1999. Yeah. And um, 10 years is a long time. Yeah. Um, you'd want to have some foresight in 1990 to buy two grand's worth mm. of Dell because home computers really didn't even start to happen until around 95. So, yeah. so with Netflix, um, I had the advantage of having studied Dell in those early days mm. and saw the attributes that Dell had in those early days now in this company that we're out to to change the way okay. we consume media yeah and so what did you buy them at well the dollar cost average uh, when you average all my positions about about a book a share i'll tell you the stock i invested most in new cash into in the year that was 2017 yeah. is a californian business called viva systems okay yeah and viva systems spelled v-e-e-v-a yeah um is a is, was founded by guys who worked in salesforce Mm -hmm. and um, what they do is they allow the giant drug, drug companies Pfizer and friends to store all their their clinical data uh, on a platform that okay. Viva has built which has taken away huge pain for these businesses evident by the fact that they have 100% customer retention rate and over 500 customers now on their cloud-based drug storage system right. and why that's very interesting is they have built a product so sticky that nobody not one customer has moved to a competing product mm. so that's so passionate founding ceo coupled with a product that customers love or at least are not moving from yeah. coupled with the fact that economic headwinds as they say if if the market suffers a downturn that doesn't mean um that it's a discretionary spend item yeah. pfizer will still need to store their data in the fastidious ways required by by yeah. the food and drugs uh, FDA okay. in order to stay you know keep their business good so Viva is a very interesting business and, okay. and the, its rate of growth is great and now they're starting to use this very same platform for adjacent businesses non drug related businesses to store their data so okay. for example food manufacturing so Viva is the stock that I have actually invested 
most cash, new cash into in the year. And you're going to keep that for 10 years? Oh, at least. I'm sorry, excuse me. And then the, the there's another I'm very enthused about, which is a riskier one called Trupanion. Okay. Trupanion is uh, pet insurance. Yeah. And in America at the moment, there's around 150 million domestic cats and dogs. Uh, only about one quarter of 1% of those have health insurance. Okay. Uh, yet the average cat and dog, domestic cat and dog owner in the US ends up paying, shelling out big cash when the dog gets sick. Oh, Bonnie Tyler downstairs cost us two grand the first year. <laughs> there you go. You should have insured her for 60 bucks a year. Is that it? Okay, so it's a fixed... Well, they have, they yeah, have, okay. uh, they have tiered platforms. Okay, so, so it's the type of thing that's exportable or, or yeah. Yeah, expandable worldwide. Yeah, okay, I, think it's a, I think it's a great business. Um, yeah. Okay, and then any... You know, I often get these emails uh, through from companies that say, uh, oh, here's the next Apple... And the next Netflix, obviously for you, like it's very hard to say, well, I mean, the next Netflix is almost the net, net, next yeah. ne- uh, Netflix. But yeah. the company, would you say that's, uh, what's the most one that you'd be, obviously, can you differentiate in your mind a real excitement for the actual products that you'd like to buy within mm. that? Mm. I mean, you're never going to be, uh, you're not going to buy Viva mm. uh, systems. Okay. Yeah, but I love is, it, yeah. Is there... Uh, yeah, and their products going to be difficult for you to buy as a consumer. But what would be the most consumery type? Uh, is it Tesla? Oh, absolutely, yeah. unquestionably, mm. Tesla is is misunderstood at this moment in time because mm. news is distracting the world once again. The opinion is, oh, the Model Three isn't shipping fast enough. They're not building it quick enough. Mm. But absolutely. Tesla is a business that has a bigger mission than cars and electric cars. It's an end-to-end green energy business that from the solar panels that look like your roof tiles through to a new generation of vehicles, autonomous vehicles boring down under the, the ground to make sure vehicles are brought from A to B quickly and safely. Mm. Like it, the, the completeness of vision of Elon Musk is unparalleled. Yeah. And you know it's, it's, it's now like Tesla is valued more at the moment than Ford. So in in the current lens on society, it's people can look at it and go, that's overpriced. But Steve Wozniak, co-founder of Apple there last summer, said that Apple is no longer the visionary um, of Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. That the kind of mantle goes to um, Tesla. Okay. And it's the one he believes will augment the the wealth and gener- a new generation of investors. It's right. my second biggest holding and it's absolutely the one I will, if I'd sell everything I own, it's stock related, Tesla's probably the one I'd leave behind. Okay, that's very interesting. There's actually was an article, or there's a few articles and they're, they're not very reputable, but they're saying they should make Steve Job, or they should make um, Elon Musk. Yeah. The head of uh, yeah. Apple, but yeah. I don't think he could cope with not being <laughs> with not being the big dog. Yeah. Um, listen, thank you very much. I I know we've gone over the hour, um, but hopefully I'll um, when I'm finished with the editing I'll have uh, something that's a nice little. Uh, uh, yeah. So thank you very much. Pleasure for your time. Put it there. Cheers, Thanks, buddy. Frank. Tesla. Oh. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, your two boys would get into that. Yeah. If you said, lads, you're both going to get like 50 euros worth of Tesla. Yeah. They, they, they'd buy that. I think they would actually. Yeah, they'd be like. Hi, if you like the conversation that I just had and you'd like more, please hit the subscribe button. Thank you. Frank. Frank, smile, man.